Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited. Today, we are talking about setting healthy boundaries. And this month is the last month, the final installments of what has essentially been my flow series of season two, where we have been walking through each of the topics that I engage in my course that I think are really foundational to engage life with more flow. Boundaries are a really important topic and I've kind of been itching to get to it for a while because it is so important in all of the pieces, but we need all the other pieces to be able to set healthy boundaries. We need the information from all of those pieces because they play a role in creating boundaries. So now we're here. Now, you've probably heard stuff about boundaries before because it is something that comes up a lot. Unfortunately, it's often engaged like a prescription, like something you need to have if you have codependency issues or are dealing with a narcissist or otherwise toxic people or workplaces or whatever. And I want to emphasize here that you do not have to have quote unquote issues or label other people for boundaries to be important. They're actually always important because boundaries are about you. Interestingly enough, given their importance to everyone, we never get taught how to do that. And not only do we not get taught how explicitly, we often aren't given very good examples of how to set boundaries implicitly. We don't have good examples to play off of. I know I certainly didn't, despite having parents who worked on that throughout my childhood, I grew up in a home impacted by the family disease of alcoholism. So while my mom was working on these things, I remember her telling me when I was, I think, a teen that I was predisposed to codependency. So to watch out for that. There was probably more to it, but that's the core part that I remember because, hey, you know, kids pick up certain things. Probably not all the things that our parents mean us to pick up and probably don't pick up a lot of the things they do, but whatever. (laughs) That's what that is. I'm having to live with that and accept that as a parent myself. One of the fun and exciting things of parenthood, of course. But I remember her telling me this, and I don't know if it was before or after she caught me several times on the phone in the middle of the night with a guy that I liked. I wasn't even dating. I just liked him who wanted me to stay on the phone so that he could fall asleep. Or maybe it was during some conversation about trying to get other kids my age in the small school I went to to like me and how could I get them to like me because it was really upsetting how they were treating me. I can give many, many, many more examples, but I won't as this episode is not about Valerie tells stories about codependency. (laughs) It is about boundaries. And as I mentioned just a minute ago, boundaries aren't just about codependency issues. So what are they about? Well, I am glad that you asked, because that's what this episode is about. (laughs) We are going to talk about the concept of a boundary, types of boundaries, indications that you need boundaries, the three components of setting a boundary, boundary setting challenges, self-awareness, and boundary setting process. And as I say all of that, I wonder if maybe I needed to set some more boundaries around this boundary episode. (laughs) because that's a lot. But that's okay. We're going to have fun with it anyway. And I do want to note that boundaries are really personal, obviously, because they have to do with you and your articulation of yourself. 
it is one of the core things that I work on with people. Even when we're working on other things, boundaries are usually part of that. So if you know that boundary work is something that you would like to dig into, I am going to have some opportunities for support both in a group setting, like, you know, workshops and group coaching, as well as one-to-one coaching, if that is of interest to you, all listed out in the show notes. So check that out if you are interested in more direct personal support with your own boundaries. And now, without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. <laughs> Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. What are boundaries. The definition of a boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area or a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. That's just general definition. Now, what are boundaries as they relate to us? Boundaries are standards of conduct I set for my own benefit. They are about how I articulate to the world what I am willing to give and what I am willing to receive. They are where I end and someone else begins, specifically my responsibility to someone else's responsibility. And that responsibility can be anything from emotional responsibility, physical responsibility. And we'll talk about types of boundaries in just a minute. It can be helpful to also identify what isn't a boundary because this is where it gets a little tricky. I say that because the way we engage boundaries says a lot about how we understand them. And a lot of times people struggle with boundaries because they're setting a boundary for someone else. And what I mean by that is it's like a rule that they're enforcing or trying to enforce or asking someone else to enforce on themselves. So you aren't allowed to do this to me. You're not allowed to do that. I don't want you to do this. Please stop doing this. Please do this. Those sorts of things. And those are important requests. It's important to be able to say what you need, but it's different than a boundary. And I say that because, again, boundaries have to do with what is acceptable for you to give and what is acceptable for you to receive. So Yes, it is in part, I don't want you to do this or I want you to do that. But the boundary itself is how you will show up in a situation, what you will do. So it's not about controlling the other person. It's not about getting them to change. It's about knowing what's okay for you and saying no, basically. Saying no is one of the hardest things. It's like, okay, this isn't okay. Well, they ignored me. Now what? Well, that's where the boundary comes in. The now what? If you're going to do this, then I'm going to do that. Because it's about how you behave and what you do. And that's where the power of a boundary comes in. And also where we tend to lose power when it comes to boundaries is because we think it's 
essentially saying something to get the other person to be different or to behave differently. And hopefully you have people in your life that will agree to that and then you can move from there. But a lot of times that is not what we have. And so you get to decide what is that boundary? A boundary isn't a wall. It can be. I want to be clear about that. It is possible that sometimes we need to be very firm and much more rigid with certain people in our lives because they will not hear when we articulate a boundary. But it's not always that. It's not an always or never kind of thing because you're not an always or never kind of thing. You're evolving and boundaries evolve with you. If you think of yourself like a container, The walls of the container, the thing that makes up the container, are the boundaries of that container. You get to decide what goes in the container and what comes out of the container. The container is you, but the container doesn't contain things if it doesn't have, you know, the walls, the containing part. (laughs) So that's what boundaries are. Boundaries are the containing part. And this is why self-awareness is a core component of boundaries, but it's also part of how it's in relation to others. Boundaries are necessary in any relationship because it has to do with your container, how you relate, what you pour out, what you pour in, what your needs are, what your needs are in relation to the other person or the situation or whatever it is. That self-awareness, of course, is always evolving. So the shape and what you're willing to pour out as well as what you're willing to receive in may change over time as you evolve and change. So let's talk about the types of boundaries real quick because as I was doing research for this episode, and of course I, I like to Google what's being talked about here, I found many articles that talked about types of boundaries, anywhere from four to 10 categories of boundaries. So that's something people are talking about, and I wanted to address it. I do think that having a little bit of a breakdown of categories of boundaries can be helpful because it allows for you to conceptualize boundaries in different areas of your life. So if that's something that you would find helpful, Go Google boundaries. You will find plenty of articles that talk about boundaries. I'm going to list out some of the ones that I found. And then I'm going to talk about why we're not actually going to dig into these types of boundaries. (laughs) So identity boundaries, belief system boundaries, standards boundaries, emotional boundaries, energy boundaries, mental boundaries, time boundaries, physical boundaries are just some of the boundaries that I found listed. Now, What I think you will notice as you look at this is that boundaries are all the things. (laughs) As I've already said, boundaries are about you articulating you into the world. So everything is about boundaries. Any way you could categorize your life and the areas and aspects of your life, you could create boundaries around if you wanted to write everything out. It's totally something you could do. And maybe you would find that helpful. I find it more helpful personally and with my work with clients to do visioning work to help clarify where boundaries are needed because boundaries are how you articulate yourself to the world. So when you can do some visioning work, and I have a whole couple episodes about visioning 
for people who are new to this, when I talk about visioning, I'm not talking about where you want to go in future stuff. I'm talking about who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? What impact do you want to make? So when you can do that kind of personal articulation, and I encourage doing this periodically, at least once a year to check in, because again, hey, we evolve. That along with values work will help you clarify what kind of boundaries you want to create in your life. Because as I said, they define how a relationship works. So anything you relate to is a relationship, including your relationship to yourself. As we dig into this, I'm going to share examples and we're going to talk a little bit. And here's the thing. As I mentioned, the boundary work evolves as your self-understanding evolves. And that doesn't just mean like achieving self-awareness or self-actualization or some big idea of who you will be, your best self, et cetera, et cetera. It's about you changing and growing and having new life experiences and shifts and transitions and all of that. All of those things impact the boundaries that you set. So some of what I talk about may resonate now and some of it may not. And that's okay. There's no real right way to do this. I am going to talk about indications that you need boundaries, but they're not, again, about a right way or a wrong way. It's really just you being able to check into yourself and noticing what's coming up and going, hmm, maybe there's something here. So some indications that you need boundaries. Again, I'll keep saying this. (laughs) We all need boundaries. This isn't just about something being broken or something being wrong. It's about relationships. So whether they are boundaries that you've articulated out loud that you've had to say or state or think about or be mindful with or uphold or whatever, or if they're just boundaries in the way that you do things, because that's how you interact with somebody. We all need boundaries and they're everywhere. But a flag for some, let's say, intentional boundary work may be that you're upset with someone or someone else or even yourself. It's a good indicator that you have a value threatened or something is bumping up against your sense of self and what's okay with you. Some notable feelings that go along with that beyond just anger or frustration are a sense of depletion, feeling guarded, like you need to protect yourself from being taken advantage of, unappreciated, feeling put upon, feeling taken for granted. I work with a lot of nurturers, people who feel a sense of purpose and fulfillment in helping others. And this can often lead to burnout when it's not supported by boundaries. And when I say that, I mean clearly articulated boundaries, if not for someone else, at least for yourself, so that you know when to say no and how you want to say no and what that no looks like. All right, Val, how do you set boundaries? I hear you ask me. Well, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> it's a weird kind of day. Just just hang with me. You start setting boundaries by taking some time to get clear on you, not your best you or you in the future or any of those things, the you you are right now, that vision that you have, who you want to be, how you want to show up, the impact that you want to make, your values, and look at what do those values look like in practice in your life right now? Look at what do you need to support you being that person 
that you want to be and showing up the way that you want to show up. This is a starting point. This is a helpful space to explore the supports that you need to set boundaries. But that said, you don't have to be able to answer all of this in order to start learning to set boundaries. Boundary setting is a process. And honestly, part of the process of setting boundaries can help you evolve your own self-awareness. So they play together. Taking a little bit of intentional time to connect to you, know some of the core things that you need to support you being and showing up the way that you want to is a great place to start. And I want to reiterate, to start as well as to check in. Because the thing is that sometimes you won't know you need a boundary until you have what needed to be a boundary breached. Until you get those feelings that I just mentioned about, like the signal that you need to set boundaries or that you're missing a boundary. That tells you this is something that needs to get clarified and articulated. And articulation isn't necessarily out loud articulation. It may just be clarifying it and articulating to yourself what you need so that you can do what you need to do. This is your reminder that you don't have to be perfect first to start. And frankly, it's not possible because you are always evolving, as are the people that you are in relation with, where boundaries come into play. Now, there are three core components that I've outlined to setting supportive boundaries when it comes to in relation. So that first bit is knowing yourself, knowing what you need to support you. The next piece comes into, all right, now we're interacting with someone. We have a situation here. We have a relationship, an interaction that needs some sort of supports. And so often we don't do that, but we'll come to kind of those obstacles in a minute. The three things that you need, one is clarifying clarify what your responsibility in this relationship is or what your responsibility in the situation is. When I say responsibility, it's like, what's important to you? What are your values in this relationship? What's your purpose in this relationship? Purpose being the reason you're in that relationship and delineating between what's your responsibility or what is in your circle of power and what isn't. This is where it gets really muddy. There's so many songs and messaging and stories and just everywhere that emphasize a really unhealthy dynamic of mind reading when you care about somebody in relationships. So this is where we step outside of that and we check in with ourselves as to the dynamics of this relationship. Remember, you evolve, so does the relationship. And other people evolve too. So this is why I reiterate again and again, boundaries aren't necessarily fixed things. They're things that evolve too. So we have clarify. The next piece is checking in. What's your current capacity? This isn't about capability. This isn't about proving yourself or being strong or any of those things. Your capacity. And this also changes. Sometimes we have greater capacity than other times knowing what your purpose is in the relationship and what your capacity is can help indicate what you have to give out and what you need to receive. It can change based on new information, but it's important to know where you are right now. If you're depleted, 
If you've got a lot of draining things going on, you have less to give. So it's important to know where you are giving and where you are receiving and set those clear boundaries based on who you are and what you're able to do. Overgiving can lead to resentments. This is, again, where you can check back on those indicators that you need a boundary. It doesn't mean you can't show up. It just means that you may show up differently or that you need certain things in order to be able to show up the way that you want to in that relationship based on what your purpose is in the relationship. The third piece, so we've got clarify, check in, and the third piece is communicate. Say what you need. Say what you can do. Be clear about it, at least with yourself, because again, there are certain relationships, there are certain dynamics where it is not appropriate or needed to communicate, but a lot of them it is because again, we don't we don't read minds. So just depending on the dynamics of the relationship and of the boundary with others being impacted by that, there can be a dialogue if appropriate, where you say what you need, where you say what you can do. This gives the other person in the relationship an opportunity to respect your boundary. In order to give them that opportunity, you do have to communicate it. It is hard for someone to honor something if they don't know what it is. And again and again and again, do not rely on assumptions. I have a whole episode where I talk about assumptions. I'll link that in the show notes too. This is where a lot of relationships run into tension is assuming that someone cares, they will know. And the same goes for asking. Asking what's acceptable for someone else. It may feel weird. It may feel awkward, especially in your closest relationships. It's like, well, I don't want them to think weird things like I'm asking them about this. That's okay. Be weird. Embrace the weirdness. Weirdness is better than the tension and the upset and the energy drain that goes along with assumptions. I'll give you an example. Say someone that you care about wants to share something that they're going through. You want to support them. You have some capacity to listen. So you ask them, what can I do to be of support to you? They tell you, I just want to vent. You can then assess what you have the capacity to do. All right, well, you know, maybe it's a time limit thing. Okay, I have to be somewhere at this time, but I have 30 minutes for you. Maybe it's an energy thing. Like I can only take so much of this. Like I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm stressed out. So I'm going to give you a time limit. I'm going to give you 30 minutes. Now, you don't have to say why you're setting that boundary. You can make that up. It's fine. Whatever. Or you don't even have to say, depending on the relationship, right? Set an alarm. Set a timer so that you can, you can even let them know, hey, I don't want to be rude and interrupt you while you're talking. This is how much time I have. Is that enough for you? And they may say no. So then they call somebody else or they may say, I'll take what I can get and that's fine. And then you can say, we can talk later. Maybe this person is draining and they're constantly venting to you and they're never doing anything and it's exhausting. You may say, I have to be somewhere and you don't have the capacity for them because it's just too much. It's too draining. They don't have to like your boundary. And that's really important to know. A lot of times when people aren't used to boundaries, they won't like it. They'll feel uncomfortable. They're not used to it. And so maybe they'd be fine with it, but actually saying it out loud feels weird. (laughs) You know, like there's all kinds of things. And this is where sometimes our boundaries need to be internal boundaries. For example, not taking someone else's emotions personally or behavior personally. 
And actually, this one might be the most important, especially when you're learning to set boundaries, because you can't control how people experience your need to set boundaries. And that can be difficult, especially if you're one of those nurturing people like me and so many of my clients. It can be hard to set boundaries. It's important to remember that setting a boundary is way more loving than getting mad and resenting and avoiding. Here are some other examples of ways that you can set boundaries and just really keeping it simple. Because as you're learning, it's helpful to keep it simple. So often we like try and do all the things. It's like, no, just do one. Start small. Don't do everything. Because when you try and take on too much, it doesn't work very well. It feels overwhelming. You stop doing it and then you beat yourself up. None of it's helpful. So start small. (laughs) Just do one. But here's a little strategy that you can use to keep it simple. It's a if this, then that strategy. For example, if you are going to drink, then I am not going to join you at the party because I do not like to be around you when you are drinking and you always overdrink, and that stresses me out. You don't have to say that second part, but it's just knowing that about yourself. I get really upset when I'm at a party with you and you overdrink, to my standards at least, right? You don't have to label them. You don't have to define it. You don't have to do any of those things. If it helps you to do that, that's fine. Again, this is not about judgment. This is just about awareness. Another, if you are going to go to bed late and it will disrupt the sleep that I need, then I am going to sleep in the guest room. You could have it, then I'm going to ask you to sleep on the couch. But again, that means that they have to say yes. They have to agree and they have to remember And maybe they will, and maybe that will be fine, and that's something that you can coordinate with your partner, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes they forget, sometimes they just don't because they don't understand, so they don't respect it, which is a problem, but it's what it is sometimes. Finding a way to give yourself power in what you need. Again, boundaries are about you. They are not rules you enforce on other people, they are about what you need. Another example. If you want to use a messenger app to send me messages whenever you want as a client, then I will let you know that I will not be available to respond until X time. A lot of people are putting messages in their emails to let people know what to expect for their availability and response time to emails. That is a boundary. Another one. If you want us to visit for the holidays, then we will get a hotel rather than stay with you because you know that you are going to need space from that family sometimes. Another, if I'm going to go to this large conference and I know that I need time to myself because otherwise I get super stressed out, then I'm going to take a 30-minute lunch by myself or go to my room by 8 p.m. for bed. And finally, if listening to the news throws off my day, but I know that it is important that I stay up on what is happening in the world, then I will listen to the news on my way home instead of on my way to work. These are just a few examples, obviously. There are so many more we could come up with. But take a minute to think about what is an if this, then that that you could implement. This can be helpful when you start to get irritable and resentful or whatever, and you realize that, oh, I actually need a boundary here and I didn't realize it before. Rather than beating yourself up over not knowing you needed a boundary or having to explicitly set a boundary where you didn't think you had to, you might think about it as, hey, look, it's an opportunity to be more clear about who I am and what I need with in this relationship. 
Of course, it can also throw you when that happens if you're not used to creating and communicating boundaries. And this is true for most of us, honestly, since we've all been conditioned into varying degrees of codependency. Back to that whole, well, I shouldn't need to set boundaries because they should know me well enough or love me enough to treat me the way I want to be treated. Now, there are two problems with that. One is we usually treat others the way we want to be treated, you know, that golden rule thing, because we tend to assume that other people want what we want or think the way that we think, even when we know better, we still kind of automatically do that without intentional thought behind it. And two, they aren't you and they can't read your mind no matter how much they love you. This comes up a lot with the whole love languages thing, so... And we'll talk more about that another time, but that is something to notice and remember. And if you forget, it's okay. It happens. You can remember it again. <laughs> it's an evolving process. So I'm going to give you a couple more examples, real life examples, that I'm going to tie to an overall process that I use in my exercise around boundary setting that will be part of the workshop that I do as well as coaching opportunities for you. So first is noticing that you're irritable, that you're upset about something, and then taking a look at what's mine, what's not mine. For example, I had a client who was overgiving. This client had a client who was constantly giving her last minute urgent requests that would stress her out and she would just do them because she didn't want to lose the client. So looking at this is the overgiving, what boundary do you need to be more aligned with your vision and values in this situation and in this relationship? Her answer was, I do my best work and feel accomplished when I have time to do the work and am not stressed. For me to feel good and her to get quality service, I need to receive requests by X time with possible negotiation depending on the size of the project. I want to note here that this does have a piece that is like, hey, I need you to do this. This is where you said in the if this, then that. Okay? If you don't get me the requests by X time, I may not be able to accomplish them by X time. Or I may have to say no to doing it. The question that I then asked is, if you set this boundary, what would be different for you? Her response was, I would be calmer and feel more confident in the quality of my work, as well as develop a more enjoyable relationship with my client. Who did she need to communicate with? Her client. Knowing the level of trust in the relationship and your purpose in it, how do you want to show up to the conversation? And this is that important piece of engaging, knowing the relationship. Her answer was, I'm not close with this client, and my purpose is to be of best service. So I'm going to show up knowing that this is key to me serving her to the best of my ability. So holding the awareness that this is important so that she's giving quality work and not setting herself up for failure in the transactional relationship or burnout in that relationship, she needed to be able to set that boundary and allow that space. Another example, walking through the same process. In this case, it's related to one that I gave an example of before. My husband comes to bed late and wakes me up. Sometimes this bothers me. So I told him he has to sleep on the couch going forward when he comes to bed after me. Right. So I mentioned this before. This is a very rigid boundary. 
it's a boundary because it's articulating there are times when I need to sleep and not be disturbed. And maybe sometimes there are times when I don't, but sometimes I need to. So I told him he has to do this. Now, the question back to what boundary do you need to be more aligned to your vision and values in this area? Her response, I will check in with my husband when I'm going to bed. If he's going to be up late and it's important to my sleep that night, I'm not interrupted or woken up when he comes in. I will wish him a good night and choose to sleep in the other room. What would be different for you if you made these changes? And I ask this one because it helps to support why you would set a boundary here instead of just letting yourself get run over with this. Why is this important? What difference is it going to make? Her response, I would be able to allow us both options to take care of ourselves without resentment. He could make choices. She could make choices. Who do you need to communicate with? My husband. Knowing the level of trust in the relationship and your purpose in it, how do you want to show up to this conversation? Her response, I'm close with my husband and want to nurture a loving relationship. So I want to show up knowing that he needs his time and I need to sleep to be our best selves together. So because we have that close relationship, I want to be open to his ideas to make this work so we both feel supported instead of just telling him what to do. So reminder, with both of these examples, people don't read minds. To allow you both the opportunity to continue making informed decisions that are going back to that whole healthy boundaries, right? Healthy, informed decisions to take care of the relationship, whatever that relationship is, it's important to communicate, to listen to the other person, listening to understand versus respond and respect their feelings, even if you don't relate to them or agree with them for yourself. Of course, again, there are relationships where no communication is necessary because it's sufficient for you to simply do something different. So just reminder there. Finally, a simplified version of this whole process is I have a client who's frequently having colleagues try to pull her into drama happening in their field of work. This dynamic, while she didn't want to engage in the drama, brought up all sorts of stuff related to inclusion and exclusion, you know, the high school, middle school BS stuff. So we checked in with her work's purpose and her values and identified how she wanted to show up in alignment with those in relationship to these other relationships and to her work. She then put a reminder at her desk and checks in with it whenever the drama comes up. In this case, communication isn't directly related to the colleagues and telling them to stop the drama. It's in how she shows up to and engages and reframes or ignores the drama when they try to pull her in. So it's a way of grounding how she wants to behave in relation to that. As I mentioned at the beginning of this, there's a lot to boundaries. It's everything. (laughs) So it's obviously something that I help people with, comes up a lot, directly or indirectly. And especially this time of year, as you navigate the holidays, business and family and how those all intersect. There can be a lot of feelings for people around whether somebody is working during the holidays versus family stuff and being present. And I've certainly navigated these dynamics myself. I do have a whole episode on boundaries in the holidays that I will link in the show notes. But if this is something you would like personal support with, I'm here for you. 
So reach out. I have links in the show notes or you can go to my website and schedule a call or go to my resources page and see when I have the workshops going on. I'm here for you. I'm glad that you are here and I will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you got something out of today's episode, please share it. Leave me a review, take a screenshot and post it on social with a shout out to me. Send it to a friend or, you know, all of the above. Want to hang out more? Join me on Instagram. Or better yet, get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And remember, your possibilities are as unlimited as you are. Allow yourself to shine, my friend. The world needs your light. See you next time.